Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the Fandalorian Club. I'm not alone. I'm finally not alone. It's been a solo journey over the last two weeks, as you will uh, as you will see tomorrow morning with the Bad Batch review. But I finally have a crew member here to talk about the Mandalorian season three. Super, super excited. We are on chapter 18, The Minds of Mandalore, episode two of season three. Uh, my name is Jake Berlin, and I'm the host here on the Fando. I'm joined by my fellow cohort here, Mr. Brian Abelacino. Brian, how you doing over there? I'm doing all right. Surviving parent-teacher conference week. One step closer. Not having to do it for the rest of the year, which is always a nice thing. And uh, I get to enjoy a little midweek treat with some Star Wars. And some and good Star Wars, too. Yeah, what a treat it was. What a yeah. treat it was. Um, two incredible episodes regarding... Uh, Derpy, I don't know what your comment means. It was a joke, fellas. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't know what your comment I means. I missed it. Sorry. Um, look, we're here. Let's dive right into it. Uh, before we get to the actual episode... Uh, because Brian wasn't here last week, I just want your kind of general, quick reaction thoughts on um, episode one, chapter 17 of season three so far. I mean, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I mean, I, I Mando for me just kind of just stays like consistently good. <laughs> like there's very a low dip in in the consistency um I, I quite enjoyed it especially that we have finally set foot on a planet that we have heard about for ever <laughs> like if, at least it feels like it well you mean in mandalorian aspect yes 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 um or and especially live action i meant um so yeah i mean i i just love seeing this show the show's just like if you're just there to enjoy star wars like this is great like i love it i i there's no no complaints coming from me good to hear very good to hear i mean everyone can see my thoughts last week on the episode we're not gonna dive into chapter 17 so let's get right to it let's talk about episode two um the minds of mandalore look we in mm. In the previous two seasons of this show, you know, as the, the the last episode ended with, you know, Din basically saying, oh, I'm going to go to the mines of Mandalore. I'm going to go get a droid that could help me, etc. We would have taken like an episode two, three off until we actually got there. Like we would have gotten a side quest. We would have gotten a little adventure, something that kind of um, took away from the real storyline. That's where season three differs. We are, we're in the heart of it all. We're getting into it right away. We are. Um, I was shocked, shocked he got to the waters this quick. Like we are just like, well, I mean, I'm used to like the kind of like before. Like there was a little bit of a slower pace. So for it to be like, boom, right into it, it's like, oh, oh okay, all right. Let's I mean, do I, it. I, I guess I, I'm not gonna say. Like I knew it was coming, but I wasn't as surprised as everybody else was because I got the vibe from episode one that they ain't playing around this time. Like, mm -mm. and we've talked about it leading up to this, but season three is kind of what feels like this show was always meant to be and get to. And so I felt like they weren't going to take any more, any more time getting there. Like we've talked about it. We've heard about it. It's been like just sitting on the ledge for two seasons now we're there. Let's not play around. Let's get right to it. But I will say um, what Andy said in the chat, the cold open uh, and going to Tatooine, which would have could have easily been a side quest, mm -hmm. just a cold open. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was uh, brilliant. That they did that. It was it was so smart to and the IG-11 stuff can come back around at some point. But for the time being, the IG-11 stuff is kind of put it's just put at rest and we have our five. He's got his droid. Uh, we don't need to go back to Tatooine anymore. 
Um, we have that little moment in the season, but now we're getting again to the heart of it all. Mandalore, Bo-Katan, you know, just the whole thing. Uh, and I, I thought it was a very smart move to do that. Yeah. Uh, where in the past we would have had a whole episode of him just trying to get to Tatooine and then maybe like half the other half of it is just walking around. I don't know. Something else. Uh, yeah. This is like, yeah, I need a droid. Don't have the part. Cool. Let's go. Like, I was like, all right. Like, I mean, you get like some little fun name drops thrown in there uh, to just kind of trigger your, your nerdy Star Wars fans that actually know things. I don't know if you're going to bring it up, so I don't want to. What, Boba Fett? No, the Boonti Eve. Oh, yeah, Boonti. I mean, Boonti Eve. I mean, they didn't say Boonti Eve Classic, which I was bummed about, but. Well, um, this was the. It's, it's just a holiday. Yeah, Boonti Eve is a holiday, and they're celebrating, and they were doing some uh, Tatooine drifting um, around <laughs> Tatooine, which I thought was incredible. I loved it. Uh, one so of I watched crashed. it later. Sorry to cut you off, just because this is. So exactly what I wanted to say. I watched it later. So you had already watched it and put in the chat something along the lines of that made me like like I was looking for something. And then when I saw the that, I went, no way. Is this going to be pod racers? And then it, I was like, oh, no, it's just a little drifting. I wish. I mean, I was yeah. definitely kind of like on the on the cusp of like, oh, maybe maybe we'll have a moment. Like if they stayed on Tatooine, Hundred percent, there would have been a pot race, mm -hmm. but um, and knowing that the Boontieve Classic takes place on a holiday and it was taking place at some point during that day, um, I, I'm okay with not showing it. You know, uh, I love the little nod with the racing, uh, the speeder racing, which I thought was really smart to do. Just kind of throw it in there; it makes sense. You know, drifting around the the garage and everything. But um, yeah, I just I love the little moment on Tatooine, and we've talked about it over the last couple of seasons of like for the longest time. Tatooine was always designated and kind of talked about as this planet that nothing happens on, like just a desert. It's quiet. It's kind of a wasteland. You know, you go to you go there as kind of like scum and villainy. The shows have definitely differed from that, obviously. Yeah. Right. Boba Fett took place on Tatooine. Mando's gone there multiple times. And so I'm happy Obi -Wan that Kenobi went there. Obi-Wan was there. Well, Obi-Wan was there. But yes, you're right. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I just love that, you know, if that's the only time we see it, it's perfect because we get a little mm -hmm. nod. We go back there once and it makes sense because Mando's kind of like developed and brought together this little tiny crew that he can go around and ask, you know, favors for or whatever it may be. Boba Fett being one of them. Um, and he has this spunky mechanic who would help him in any aspect of life. Uh, especially when it comes to Grogu, even though she may be a little bit of a sleazeball at moments, she's still willing to help. And so, yeah, I mean, like if he needs to go tattooing for pit stop, totally cool. Do we need to spend an episode? Absolutely not. So I thought it was a very smart move in doing that. And again, we get right to the point of everything, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. Uh, and love seeing, because we don't get it enough, the sentient other alien species. Like when I saw the Rodian, I was like, yes. Like even it doesn't even have a point. Like it's not gonna affect anything, but just being able to see them, that is my like thing that I want so badly more of Star Wars to do is put and I know it's expensive and all that, but like I love that is my one of my favorite things is seeing the actual other beings in live action like when i i mean i when i saw an ithorian live action for Bo book of Boba fett i was gonna fall out of my chair so just it's like hey don't forget that there's other than humans there so i mean i know that had nothing to do with the episode entirely but it just in general like it was something that i was like yes like <laughs> well, no, it plays to, it plays to i think what a lot of people had um I'm not going to call it like backlash or uh, negative opinions, but just kind of like thoughts about Andor being basically a full human story, right? Mm -hmm. There were no aliens in Andor. So I think that, that, you know, Mandalorian, you have an opportunity to absolutely do that 
in any aspect and and he travels to so many different worlds and meets so many different people you can throw a random like for example in in episode one the pirates great great opportunity right so freaking cool yeah just to throw in some wacky uh obviously canon stuff as far as uh you know the pirates but their leading pirate and andy knows the name i forgot the name last week i apologize andy oh no but um uh, it's andy's twitter handle and and i just i always forget it uh but he's like a seaweed monster which i love like just throw a random uh alien together and guess what a star wars makes sense i'm not sure no uh that was the pirate the the main pirate that we met van oh yeah who am i wait who are you talking about that the seaweed uh the king oh the seaweed guy i completely forgot about the king something something king gorian shard there you go king gorian shard thank you thank you thank you andy Uh, yeah no Uh, i i I forgot his name all last week andy had to keep correcting me so oh no yeah uh but anyway look I, i i also agree with you i love that we're getting more aliens front and center um i think it's a lot of fun and i definitely think that we're gonna get more of it uh, obviously, when it comes to like Mandalorian stuff, not as much just because they are. Human. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other stuff part. part of it, you know, the monsters on Mandalore, right? There's a creature. Um, mm-hmm. There's all those comments. Those comments weren't coming in for me for some reason. They just all popped up. At oh, one really? Oh. <laughs> there was like seven that just like showed up at once. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, Brian, let's let's dive into it. So look, mm-hmm. uh, outside of the Tatooine stuff, we get to Mandalore uh, and this planet obviously has been destroyed. It lives up to what we have learned in the past of, as it looking like glass at the moment and it, it being bombed by the Imperial or empire and those bombs turning this planet into complete destruction, mm-hmm. but like glass, like structures and rocks and like all of these things, as much as it was, you know, destroyed, it was pretty damn gorgeous to look at. Like, yeah, it was designed beautifully. And I know that it was all rubble and just broken buildings and stuff, but it was a gorgeous looking design because we have to keep in mind, especially for people who may not be as hooked into star Wars as we are. This is the first time we're ever seeing Mandalore in live action. Mm-hmm. And it sucks to not see it in its heyday, but we're still <laughs> seeing it. We are still seeing it. And it's still very, very cool to, to now say we've seen Mandalore in live action. Do you think we will ever, or not ever, this season see Mandalore before explosions in a flashback? Um, I'm starting to lean yes because we did get that shot in the trailer. Um, which I don't know if you remember or saw. We talked about it on POV as well. There's a shot of what looks like Mandalore with a dome and green. Oh, that one, yeah. Which that's we've talked about it, but Mandalore was once green and that they lived mm-hmm. in the dome like structures. And so because of that, I will say yes, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we don't. I thought Bogotan was going to have a moment where it was going to happen today. Well, that's like, what I'm saying she- is I have a feeling within the next episode. I do th- prob- now that like after watching this episode, I do think that Bo and Din are going to be a- together a lot. And there's going to be a moment within the, at least at least the next two episodes where Bo-Katan talks about the true history of Mandalore to Din. Mm-hmm. And we get a flashback of like maybe her father or something way beforehand. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully our, our boy that we've been waiting to see for so long. <laughs> but yeah. Our uh, Vizsla. Give just, me the Vizsla. Uh-huh. It's just, yeah. Uh, I love just seeing it. It's like his not in a, not history coming to life. It, it's like so. What lore. I think is going to happen, Brian. I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm sorry. I think Dan's going to go back to the armor. The armor is okay. going to reject him. Oh. He's going to. I think the armor is going to reject because I think she basically was lying to him. But like, even though you bathe in the waters, I'm still not accepting you. Like, because we have to get Din back on this on this path of like. Him fighting against her. How is that going to uh, happen? Her basically retaining. not being in the cult. He's he's done everything that she has asked, right? Mm-hmm. If she rejects her, rejects him, that puts him on a path with Bo. We have to get to a point where he's alongside Bo. Right now, he's still not with Bo, technically. 
He wants to go back to her for some stupid, like I did. I don't understand the dude. He just, he wants to go back to cultist ways. And it just, it drives me nuts that every time something happens, right. He gets brought down to the bottom of water by a gigantic mythosaur mystical monster. And he still wants to go back to the armor. And I just, I think something is going to happen to the point where like, maybe she was just saying that to see what would happen. And maybe she knew the mythosaur was down there and like it would kill him or something. I don't know. But I, I think if anything, if we're going to what you're talking about, it was almost a test to see if they, it's livable for them to go back. Maybe, but also, I, so yes, I definitely agree with that, possibly. Because um, he does say, oh, Bo, Bo-Katan was right. It's it's not cursed. And she's ob- yeah. and, and the armor has always said, Mandalore's cursed, Mandalore's cursed. Um, yeah. But I think that, I don't know if this is like the right wording or if this is how it happens exactly, but I definitely think that she's going to reject him still. He'll okay. never return that. And hopefully in the next episode, it's the final straw and he joins forces with Bo. And then we we have a, a clear path of like where everyone aligns and what is happening. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Armor's like, "All right, give me the dark saber," and he's just like, "What?" No. Yeah, but she's already like, hold, held it in her hands before. That's true. That is true. I forgot about like that. she she could have easily taken it in the Bo- in Boba Fett when he fought Paz Vizsla. Right, it was the two of them against him, and she, they could have easily taken him down. Or maybe she wants him to destroy it, and he goes, mm. "I, I would not be surprised, and I'd be okay with it." By the end of the series, the dark saber is destroyed. I honestly, because look, we've talked about it, but the man, you know, you want to know why? Because the ways of the dark saber and the ruler of Mandalore holding the dark saber have not worked. They have not worked. They no, need a new way. They need a new way of surviving as one. Take the dark saber out of the equation. I, just, I, I know it would suck. It's a cool it's weapon. A bla- it's a black it. lightsaber, it's though. Awesome. I get it. <laughs> but it causes it causes issues. No, you're not. I mean, you uh if you I'm gonna take that opportunity and segue. I mean, she did talk about how the fact that they were there was always someone fighting someone, which made them weak to the fact that that the empire was just like, Oh, what I'm well, saying, man. Or the, the other equation obviously is like, uh, they don't destroy it. But Bo-Katan who I, who I took in this episode, by the way, and we'll get to her. I took in this episode very much as her starting to finally come around on what we've been waiting from her of like, put that whole quest. I, I sucked. We lost stuff aside and join our boy in this fight. Stop but sulking. I yeah, and but I I very much think that there's a possibility that they come to this like result of well, not one person has to hold the dark saber. Like, sure, maybe the ruler holds the dark saber and he puts it on his belt, but maybe my first in command can take it into battle. Or I like, thought whatever. she was gonna get to keep it after today. I know it's like combat, but it's like you lost it technically. Yeah, but she didn't beat him in combat and she's still kind of holding on to that. I know she goes by that. But like, I was just literally like thinking to myself, I was like, if it was just lost and like for time and found like, I mean, how, how I'm actually, I can't curse anymore. How freaking cool was it to see her wield that saber again? I mean, it was so dope. She, worked that thing like she's been using it she knows how to use it she knows how to use it and i will say even though it's still heavy to din i know we're all scattered all over the place but guys this this is what we do um it's expected when you get there's so many cool things in the episode yeah Um, that and one of his favorite characters yes yeah yeah, yeah. uh i love so if you go back and watch like boba fett for example which i watched the mandalorian episode on boba fett before season uh three started when he when he lights that saber when he's training with the armor, it's like extremely heavy. Like he mm-hmm. can barely hold it up. It's slight difference here. It's it's bit. it's liftable for him a little bit better than it was then, which means like he's starting to get there. He's not fully there. I think once he fully denounces the armor, the children of the watch, etc., like he'll get there. But 
Bo understands it. She knows what it takes, right? She has a clear mind of, of kind of like where her path lies a little bit. And she's wielded it before. And just that moment of, of seeing her put that thing on was dope. It was so mm -hmm. cool. It was so cool. There's something so cool to see. Like, it's literally cartoons coming to life. Mm -hmm. Like, seeing her with all the same things. Like, the armor is to the T uh -huh. the same. Her using the guns. Like, just absolutely destroying with the two blasters and then her grabbing the dark saber which we saw her do at one point and just wrecking shot it's just like it's so freaking cool and it's done by the same person that voiced it too who's a bad mama jam i love katie sackoff so she's much so she delivers awesome. bokatan lines perfectly Perfect. like it is it is a crime that uh she's not utilized in like media more like we barely yeah, get to see her in other properties actress i love her i think she is great she's, she's an incredible awesome. action star too she yeah. knows how to do action i know that she's in a helmet you can make the argument that it's on her i don't care i guarantee you she's in that helmet as much as she can a hundred i would be shocked if she wasn't one of the main people doing all, i was all that i was stuff. talking about this with dylan earlier um I am so absurdly thrilled that this is when we're seeing her in live action. Like, oh, 100%. like I, I obviously would have loved to have seen like a live action story with her in between episode three and four or any time between the original trilogy or whatever. But I, I don't think there's more of a perfect time than right now because of what's happening with Mandalore. But mm -hmm. I am obsessed seeing her and din stand next to each other like yeah. obsessed with seeing the two of them stand next to each other there's something about seeing mandalorians just like walking side by side not just you that never... these two mandalorians no i know i know i'm just saying and what i was gonna say is like there's something because you don't before this show there was never mandalorians walking side animated but like in live action like you don't it was just boba fett and now it's like, oh, there's two. Oh, there's ten. Oh, there's this. And then you put, oh, look at these two standing next to each other. And they're just they're literally bad the future. It's, they're literally the future. It's so freaking cool seeing the Mandalorians like this. And it's, it's the purpose, I, too. Like, what's going yeah. on around them, right? Like, with the culture and trying to essentially bring their people back. And just everything that's happened. Like, mm -hmm. two ends of the spectrum, right? Like, they talked about in the episode, which I love that sequence as they're walking to the waters where Bo is essentially, like, revealing herself, yeah. talking about Mandalore, talking about her past, which we never got in mm -hmm. Clone Wars or Rebels, diving deeper in the character of Bo-Katan than we ever had before, talking about her father, a princess, etc. But we're seeing the high ro royalty of Bo-Katan and then the foundling, who was raised in a cult, come together... And even though, like, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, Bo they have different beliefs. But well, that's just still... that. But Bo, Bo, it felt like Bo wanted to wipe Din off the planet, face of the planet before. She was so she was fully like she... gonna go guns a blazing at the dude before she saw Grogu uh -huh. pop up out of the N one. Um, but two ends of the spectrum slowly coming together, and like this is jumping way too far ahead. But we were, the, this is this might the be two, the most all over the place we've ever. It's Mandalorian, and I love it so I much. I could talk. I could, this is how we talk about it. The, the two of them are going to be the key to unlocking everything. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be them too, and that and that's. I just I just love it. I just yeah. love it so much. <laughs> it's so funny because I saw a TikTok today on my break, and it was Katie Sackhoff getting interviewed, and they were like, "What was your favorite episode that you did?" I don't remember which one she said. So I'm just going to say a random number. Uh, I, she was like, oh, episode six. Well, but that thing happens in eight. But uh, we did have a lot of fun doing two. She's going to be in every episode. And I'm so happy. <laughs> I was like, wait, she knows. That just means she's in that one. And then that one. 
she's literally not even a co-star. She's like a second lead almost at this point. 100%. I think she's a co-lead. 100%. I think she is too. And God love her because she is just so awesome. Like seeing her in action fight those, uh, fight the creatures where it was like, we'll get to the robot fight, which was great with the Darksaber and everything. But yeah. when she spotted essentially the nest, I love when yeah. she just kind of like shoved Grogu to the side. Yeah. Just, just goes and he just zooms yeah. off and she just goes guns a blazing. Seeing her use all of her abilities and her tech and everything was just, again, so happy. It's so happy. and it's giving back to the character that was created in the animated because mm -hmm. she is a bad. Mama Jamma, I hate not being. I able knew to swear. you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say Mama because Jamma. I can't say the one that I want to anymore. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I can't think of anything else to go with bad. Mother Trucker. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, she kicked major butt when she was in the animated show, mm -hmm. and it's translating exactly like it did in live action where she's just destroying people. Mm -hmm. She's one of the most skilled people we see it just fighting and she's destroying people. Like it's, it's just so perfect. It's so cool. I, I, I love it. I, and yeah. I mean, this was like 20% mandalorian episode 80 percent bogatan episode like it was majority her i mean i i, I, mean, I would probably no. say like half it's like 50 50 that's yeah, actually, one part I, the one there it's split down the middle once once din says go find Bo, then it becomes a bogatan episode that's fair that's fair yeah because we saw din fight those monsters as well and he I obviously yeah. was using the dark saber and then um i i mean before we get to the the big moment which my heart's racing mythosaur dude wow. we haven't even talked wow. at all about grogu i was or... well that's where i was going is i, oh, I was to gonna say or the the thing that i screamed thinking was general grievous oh uh, well like, it's not uh, no no um, i know that i know that. i knew star wars people and star wars fans like brian were gonna be like general grievous oh my god well i didn't so i didn't think at first like i went oh my god general grievous and then I went, oh, no, that's not General Grievous. And then I went, oh, is it his species, another person from his species? And I, and, but it wasn't. So, like, I just kind of, I would, I mean, his, we've never seen his species in live action. No, 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 never. So that's why I immediately was like, oh, is this going to be like another is General thing? Grievous a species, though, or is he a robot? No, he's a species that said species. he wanted to be a more the best he could be and by doing that he just started replacing he's okay. basically like nebula well maybe it's the same species but he just upgraded himself no, anyway they look they look like tuscan raiders kind of like that whole like desert vibe anyways completely off on a wait are you talking group. about you're talking about the robot right yeah but i'm saying grievous's species what he looked like oh before. looks like oh oh, oh, oh okay, yes yes okay, yes okay okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we get to that, the robot fight and everything that has to do with that creature and the mythosaur, let's. I want to just simply ask Brian, what's your favorite Grogu moment from this episode? I love anytime he talks. Well, he's honestly. not talking because everyone freaked out that he said his first word. He didn't say his first word, I, he didn't talk today. Wait, he mumbled. So they're saying he said a word mm -hmm. on Tatooine. People think that he may have talked because saying uh, what. I don't know, but she, uh, she responds and goes, "Did he just talk? Did he just say his first word?" Oh, I I thought I thought he just went, ah, and she just no, people said think it. he might have said his actually first word, but he didn't. He didn't. No, I um, didn't catch that. How about the uh, how about the uh, the force flip when he got out of the N one? Yeah, honestly, my favorite thing probably was like I don't even know, like. <laughs> this I mean, is I, too. Andy says Grogu sneaking is perfection. Okay, that yeah. <laughs> Anytime he's like camouflage Grogu, camouflage uh -huh. Grogu. Yeah. I, I mean, and then also when he popped up out of the N one to Bogatan, she's like, oh, he's just like, uh. 
<laughs> so uh, he's hilarious. There, it's funny because this is the first time that I watched this episode and went, "Is he the Mandalorian?" Technically, like I was like, I, there was a second in me where I was just like, I know, did like, just kind of like, I don't know. There was a part in my that I was watching it. I forget what it was, but where I was just like, I know Din is like, he's in the, his body is in the lame and whatnot, but it was just kind of like, Grogu is very Mandalorian, like, and so like. It's like he does certain things that make me think like almost by the end of it, he's going to be the Mandalorian. I mean, I think they both are because he's a foundling. I know, but it's I'm just I don't know. My brain just kind of went to this thing where it was like. He's going to be the name, the Mandalorian at the very end of it or something. I don't know. I forget what triggered it in my mind where I was just like. Oh, interesting. We we had this conversation on Apocalypse Hi, last night, and I got into um, a little bit of a tassel with Mr. Bartley. Um, oh God! We were talking about Star Wars, and he's Jacob is fully locked in on this idea that at some point Grogu is going to fight alongside Rey as Jedi. And I kept I'm sorry, trying to what? I kept yes, I kept trying to tell him. I'm like Jacob. Grogu's not going to be a Jedi. He's going to be a Mandalorian. Like, what yeah. do you think this show is? It's not about the Jedi. It's about the Mandalorian. He made his decision when he left Luke. Like, he's that's not what's going to happen. Like, he may fight alongside Rey as a Mandalorian, but he ain't going to fight us all alongside him as a Jedi. And so that was what was happening on Apocalypse Now last night when you were uh, gone, Brian. Check it out. It's Tuesday, 7 o'clock Pacific. Um, this is I, I'm gone for one day. Yeah. And I, I was trying to like fight this idea of like, no, like this, that's no, like that's not going to happen. They're if he probably was standing never to me, going been... to meet anyway. No, I would literally oh. been like a little special boy. But no, like, like, you were... like we've. I, I think the Mandalorian, the title, I do yeah. think it's plural. I think that oh, yeah. the title refers to plural. It can refer to anybody. It can refer to Bo-Katan at one time. Grogu, uh, even the armorer in Paz Vizsla, etc. It can it can refer to any of them. It's about the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian is very much a plural world, plur, plural word. Jesus, um, you gotta love the elves. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, I, I definitely think that. Um, yeah, and uh, by the way, he also said if that happened, that movie would make two billion dollars. Is what he said. Um, <laughs> I, I, I go back and watch it, Brian. I'm telling you, man. I lost my mind for like ten minutes. I was losing it. Um, I was gone for an hour. <laughs> literally, I'm telling you, episode, dude. I was. The episode was an hour. It was happening, and I was. I was losing it. I was losing it. Um. Anyway. 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 Uh, Gordon does have a question that kind of relates to this, but I'll get to that question. Are you sure Geo wasn't the one saying these things? Because that sounds like some Geo stuff. Oh, Geo not he loves throwing up. Geo was not Billions. saying these things. I promise. Geo was not saying these things. Um, so yeah, look, I do think that by the end of it, uh, whether he's like the de facto Mandalorian, the leader, Mandalore, whatever, I tend to think that Din is headed towards that path. But I think Grogu will very much be a Mandalorian, a staple yeah. in the culture, uh, you know, kind of like putting in a new age. Of Mandalorians, because again, we, I, I go back to this all the time. I think that the ways of what Bo has done in the past, the way that Mandalorians have tried to kind of like go about their ways in the past, you can't do that again. Like, it's the same conversation we have with the Jedi, right? Like, you can't do the same thing over and over again. So they have to find a new way of doing things. And I think whatever they're going to come up with is going to be that new way of the Mandalorian. And it's going to heavily include Grogu, Bo, Din, and whoever else fights alongside them. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get it's Okay. I'm going to bring up Gordon's comment here. Uh, yeah, Jacob wasn't Tar Vizsla, wasn't Tar Vizsla both Jedi and Mandalorian? He was the first and only Mandalorian Jedi, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he created the Darksaber. Um, and he became, yeah, he became the first Mandalorian Jedi. Uh, but that doesn't mean Grogu will be because right now in the galaxy, let's not forget there are no real Jedi. Like Luke is the only person out there. 
like a school comes about at some point, but we don't know exactly when. Um, but I think people need to get the whole Grogu and Jedi thing out of their head because he turned he turned down that path with Luke. He turned it down. We that's, I mean, if, that's over and done with. If we're if we had to like de facto put like he's a Mandalorian, he's a Jedi. Mandalorian's gonna win every single time. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's following Papa. Yeah, exactly. Da- da- Daddy, uh, Daddy Din. That's that's his path. Mm-hmm. Daddy Din is his path. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Jane's got a question for us. Do y'all think that Bo-Katan's father was a member of Death Watch, being that Bo implies that Satine was an embarrassment to their father? I definitely think it's possible mm-hmm. because we don't know the exact answer as to why Bo joined Death Watch. That question has never been answered. When we first That's meet fair. her, she's part of it. She's part of Death Watch. She's heavily Very involved fair. in it, etc. So what is the reason she joins? It And it seems like out of the two of the girls, Satine and Bo, that Bo had the much better relationship with her father just from the few lines of this episode. Mm-hmm. And so it would definitely make sense that he influenced her to join Death Watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Satine was always, at least for me, felt almost kind of like the outsider, even though she, yeah, even though she was kind of like politically, I guess, more powerful, you want to say? Yeah, she ruled, she was a ruler. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, yeah, compared to what Bo started out with and all that. I, I mean, I could see that because Satine was very much there, complete opposites. Like, I would love to see a flashback. Scene. Dude, I thought maybe <laughs> there today, uh, the amount of times I went, oh, here comes flashback, and then nothing happened. I thought we were going to get a flash. I, if I truly was to nail down a flashback, I thought it was going to be like Mandalore was great one time. Me and my sister did it, and just like flashback to just like, Maybe just like a throne room or some something, just like a place, and them just standing next to each other. So I, I oh, go you, ahead. Go oh, ahead no, I was just gonna say, can, like, can you imagine? I I think there's a a big chance that whenever we kind of because I I definitely think we're gonna dive much more into Bo-Katan's past. Um, Good. I think that maybe she opens up to Din and tells like a little bit of a backstory or story. Do you remember in the original Thor when we saw young Thor and Loki? Mm-hmm. I could see us seeing a young a scene with a young Satine and Bo. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, with their father, I think their father Satine Bo. I think we could see a scene like that, um, talking about her father again, or possibly her relationship with her sister. Um, I don't know if we I see a scene with an older Satine because for most of the time that we saw Satine in the Clone Wars, Bo was with Death Watch. So. Um, and then things kind of shifted a little bit towards the end. And obviously in Rebels, it was different. But by that time, Satine had passed. So uh, I definitely think we're going to get some kind of flashback. I just don't know where it fits or or when it's going to take place. But I would love to see more of the Kree's family because they are oh, high yeah. royalty. They're very high royalty. And they obviously have a large, large, large part in all of Mandalorian history. So mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, I'm trying to think my friends that watch this that are not at the level of like, it's pretty much one of the ones that's like, I don't watch the animated, but I'll watch anything live action. I still, I think they still kind of don't understand Understand how important she is. I think they're going to learn. I think they're definitely going to do that. That's, and that's what I think, I think will be done is there's gotta be something that like, pushes over the edge of like an emotional attachment this yeah like this is how important she was Mm -hmm. like type situation because Mm -hmm. like i think they just kind of see i mean to be fair she has for a casual fan like she's talked about how she's important how like she was important and whatnot but like she hasn't show like there hasn't been anything shown to to emphasize like yeah dude like yeah the only stuff is Wars. is Clone Wars and Rebels right now yeah you're exactly right. you're right so I I, I think uh-huh. we're gonna see a flashback and I think it'll be something that we haven't seen before um in Clone Wars or Rebels something new for everybody which I think will be very very cool 
Um, look, we're, we're going to talk a lot more about Bo going forward. Uh, she's obviously heavily involved. We'll talk a lot more about Grogu, but we have two things left to talk about. Let's start with the robot fight. Uh, the creature that um, captured Din was taking his blood, essentially. I, yeah, I think um, he wanted all of his fluids. Yeah, living, living, uh, you know, underground Mandalore in you know the capital city. Uh, I don't know if it was the capital city, but I know it was one. I forget the name of the city. I'm I'm all over the place today, guys. I apologize. Um, but look, this this thing is interesting. It's been there for a very long time. It clearly has killed a lot of Mandalorians. It's really um, just a brain and an eye. Yeah. Uh, so what, it, I know that you wanted to talk about specifically, Brian, but what did you think about everything with the robot? Oh, I mean, yeah, it, I, it's cool seeing like some other weird, crazy enemy that you've never seen or heard of that basically looks like he was pulled out of a video game. Um, thank you, man. Was, Sundari. That's what it was. Sundari. Uh, like and Gordon, thank you. I literally kind of went like, what video game is that from? Oh, hi, Ray. Um, but it, uh, yeah, that thing was wild. It, and I'm sorry. I know people, oh, it's General Grievous. It looked very, it had. You're not the only person I've seen say that, so it's okay. I know, but I'm I, in no way am I saying that's him. Oh, it's resurrected General Grievous. No. Uh, but as far as the like body and how it moved and stuff, it was very general grievous esque. Yeah. Like it gave off that vibe enough where I think most people, when they first saw it, went, wait, like for even just for a millisecond, like, wait, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I can't think of off the top of my head, like, I mean, what that what what the heck was that was it a thing that used to be a creature that has been slowly like dying and turned into that thing because like i mean i would assume it had to at some point because if it only had an eye and a brain how would it have ever built things Uh, or i don't know it was just I, i liked like what the hell is that like not really knowing like anything about it um but yeah i mean it whooped din pretty quickly yeah he was just i mean well it didn't whoop him it captured him and yeah yeah, he's supposed to know right he pulls the helmet helmet out of the sand and it's just sitting there dormant for i don't know how long waiting for something to come along right um yeah it was i thought it was a great use of just being creative Uh, again Mm -hmm. right just kind of throwing something out there and we may never know what it is. And I think that's totally fine. Oh yeah. It, I don't care. Like that's not, yeah. Like yeah, it's just, it's, agree. it's some type of being that is, uh, weighing lace to everything that kind of comes in its path. And I, I think any creature that comes in its path, it's going to weigh lace to whether it's Mandalorian or not. Um, it was very creative, uh, very interesting that Bo cut its head off and then it crawled away, got in the big robot. Um, and also a great obstacle, right? To to mm-hmm. kind of just throw in there for kind of everything that's happening. Um, very powerful being. Obviously took Din down. Uh, Bo definitely had to fight and use her abilities to take it down. Um, just again, being creative and it's Star Wars. You can do literally anything you want in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're doing it great with the Mandalorian. And just like it goes back to um Gorian. Oh my god, what's his name? Gorian what, Brian? Uh, the pirate uh, who what the the king gorian shard king gorian oh, shard i was like who um, are you talking about king gorian shard right like you have a pirate leader oh yeah let's make him a seaweed okay <laughs> seaweed we, we need an obstacle for se- or episode two yeah let's make this super weird brainy robot thing that has another robot he gets inside like <laughs> why not it's freaking star wars like you can literally do what you, you can't want. You can't tell me that that thing didn't look like it was pulled out of a Star Wars video game, like 100%. a boss that it literally I, to the point where there was a time like for a minute. I was like, is that a video game boss from like an old game? Mm-hmm. Like I, I was try- I sat there after the episode and was like thinking about it. I was like, why does that seem so familiar, but like so different at the same mm-hmm. time? Like, was yeah. that an old Star Wars boss that they're like? 
oh, let's make it this. Like, I mean, they could easily do that. So yeah. uh, it was cool. I liked it. And it gave Bo-Katan a challenge too. It wasn't like her just whooping ass. Like it, it definitely was more of a challenge than the little abominable snowmen. Those were great little bad guys. Though. Oh, they were cool. But I mean, she went to town. Yeah, but you, you would expect that. And it, it also set oh, up yeah. like it also showed us that just how much how better she is than Din. Mm-hmm. Like she's just stronger. I think she's more tactical. As much as I love Din, he doesn't compare to Bo-Katan, in my opinion. No. And I think that I was the whole close. idea of it, right? You see them both fight multiple versions of those monsters. And she easily comes out on top where Din struggled. So, I mean, in that, and they, I think that this episode also was used to make the point of like, look, Din is still struggling using this thing. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, they literally did it right before. And then all of a sudden she comes along and she just goes to freaking town with it. Like it was light as a feather. So yep. it's kind of like, oh like i hope people don't like forget like how that's the big deal like it's like look at this chick she just she's the one that wanted it and she just went to town on these things 100%. five seconds ago din did it and barely survived so yeah but i i'm we need to talk about the thing that i no i i was getting there i was gonna say no i was gonna say inevitable i know i was gonna say we need to talk about it because I didn't even lose my mind for me. I lost my mind thinking of you seeing it. Yeah. For the first so time. So let me paint a picture. So it was it was 5 30 in the morning. <laughs> put the show on. And the show was about 40 minutes long. So I I, yeah. I ended around 605, 610. And I'm just cruising along. I'm loving this episode. Like I got Dark Saber, I'm losing it. Book Dan shows up. And then it kind of like clicks to me that they're going to the water, right? And I think back to the preview before the episode, how they're talking about the mythosaur. And I'm like, there's no way right now. Like there is no way that they're about to do this. So my mind went, okay, well maybe they find a skull or maybe they find some bones, right? Like of an old one. I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but maybe they find something that they come across or, you know, didn't find something buried along, uh, you know, on the ocean floor or the water floor, whatever. But let me tell you, my God, when that thing showed up, right, we see Din get pulled out of water, and my heart starts racing, racing. I'm like, okay, well, okay, are there more monsters? Did the Mythosaur just capture him? Like, what is going on? We get the picture of the Mythosaur. We see this this head. We see, we, first of all, we see the bone, and then we see the head slowly move. I was lying in bed. I, I crap you not. The dogs were laying with me. I got up. And sprinted around my room yelling, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I was losing it as the Mythosaur was showing on screen. And it was a dark scene, obviously. You didn't get to see the mm-hmm. full picture. But just seeing and, and just knowing that a Mythosaur still around. A Mythosaur is being shown in live action is unreal. Unreal. Like I there never in my wildest dreams would I have ever thought that one, we'd be getting a show about the Mandalorian and the culture of the Mandalorians and, and just everything about it. But two, that we would see a creature like the Mythosaur on screen. Like we haven't even seen a Mythosaur in uh animation. Like, nothing. Not there nothing. is there is nothing about the mythosaur anywhere in canon you, Star Wars. Like it's just talked about. That's it. Just talked about. Yeah. You literally type in mythosaur on Google, and it's almost all entirely fan art. It's 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 just it's it's. Uh, I could talk about I it forever. I could talk about it forever. But my mind went immediately to you. Into Sean. I, I texted went. Sean at six in the morning. I was like, Sean, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I immediately went, no. And then I thought of you guys and I was like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, 
we actually saw that. And then you see Bo-Katan look at it and she's like, Oh yeah. She's shocked. I mean, cause it shouldn't be down there. It's sh- no. cause it should not be down there. Mm-mm. And maybe, maybe it was there the entire time and someone knew about it. And it's like the Loch Ness monster. It's like a myth, obviously. Right. We don't know if it's alive or it's if it ever myth. actually existed. So yeah. Like we don't know, but either way, one of them is alive. At least one of them it's down there. And you better bet your booty that our boy Din's riding that mother effer. He's riding that mother effer for sure. Dude. And you know why? And everyone talks about this. And I'm, I'm not taking credit for it because I, I heard uh, Alex and Molly talk about it on their reaction. You have to up Boba riding the Rancor somehow. How do you do that? Oh, I didn't even think of that. You have Din I... riding a Mythosaur. <laughs> that's how you up it that's how you you up the ante and make din be like oh yeah this this dude's this dude's it this is the dude we just went from star wars to house of the dragon by throwing in a myth star star wars said okay house the dragon you got dragons come at (laughs) it come at us you come come find out what this mythosaur is you think you gotta kill all dragons? Well, check out this guy. Oh my god, this- I cannot wait to see this full thing fleshed out, like in the light, everything. It's going to be so effing exciting. It also makes sense because how so we know that the fight, when it comes down to it, is gonna be Din, Bo, whoever else up against the armorer and the children of the watch, right? Probably, yeah. There's more of them than there is Din and Bo and everybody. There just is. But how do you sway sides? You give them a mythosaur. You give them something that fights alongside them. And obviously, like the stories and all that stuff is, I don't know the exact stories because, again, we don't really know anything about a mythosaur. But to me, it's like, like almost like a dragon where there's one rider. It's going to listen to one. The rider of the mythosaur is going to be Mandalore. That person is going to be Din. And whether or not the armorer and the children of watch concede to Din, I don't know, but I have a feeling it's going to end very, very poorly for them. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I didn't even think, I don't, I don't know if it ever crossed my mind about seeing a mythosaur like live i i it was kind of one of those things that just like i just you always associate the skull mm-hmm. when you see think of a mythosaur mm-hmm. like I, I i like i don't know it's just one of those ones that just always like you kind of already accepted those are gone there's always a skull that's like the thing so like thinking about the fact that oh it is now alive and we just saw it is like holy crap like that actually happened yeah and it's also a nice little runaround kind of circling back to the very very beginning remember in the first episode when quill was trying to teach Jin to ride the blurgs and andy brought it up he kind of reminded me uh quill basically said aren't you mandalorian didn't you guys ride mythosaurs at one point like dang like it's a nice little runaround andy says it will also it will also be a great connecting back to episode one with dan learning to ride the blurgs and quill basically said i thought you guys rode mythosaurs Mm. right so he went from learning to ride blurgs to now he's gonna have to learn how to ride a mythosaur dude can you imagine if like it's Death Watch, not Death Watch. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Well, I mean, it kind yeah. of is. They're children of the watch, so it's a new yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Death watch essentially. Fair, but can you imagine if, like, eventually it's like it's them, and then Mandalorian's crew, but they're coming in on like ships and stuff in a giant group, and then he comes in with all of his people on the Mythosaur and drops them off that way, like. Dude, it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be fire. I, I, it's so funny. Did you ever like be honest? Like, like think like, oh, a mythosaur is gonna show up for no. sure in this. No, yeah, neither did I. Mm-hmm. I never once 
like, and it's funny to think about after being like, the signs were there. Yeah. A hundred percent. It was like, how did we not even see that coming or think of it? And it, uh, it's just, it's one of those things in star Wars that you just always, yeah, they're all dead. It's the skull. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. Yeah. And then now it's like, Oh crap. Like this is this is gonna be wild when that thing comes out of the water. Hundred percent. So excited. So so excited. Real and quick. Here, my butt was just thinking it was the trash compactor monster, at, like <laughs> that type of thing. Just pulled them down, and then it's no. like, oh no, it's a freaking not missile. even close. Not nope. even close. Um. All right, Gordon has a uh, comment slash question here. Didn't Bo-Katan say if Din wanted others to follow him, all he needed to do was wave around the dark saber? So. Yes, you are correct, Gordon. But remember, Bo-Katan is kind of following the old ways. Those old ways are old. They're out of date. They didn't work previously. And she also said in episode one that her people who followed her are giving up on that quest. They're off doing other things. The Darksaber may not work like it used to. And honestly, I don't think it should. Because again, it hasn't worked in the past. It has not worked. That process, that idea, it has not worked. Something new has to happen. And I think a Mandalorian riding a giant monster is that answer. <laughs> if you are saying you're a Mandalorian and a giant freaking mythosaur mm -hmm, mm -hmm. comes flying towards you mm -hmm. and you're not immediately like, yeah, he's in charge. Mm -hmm. Like, I, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's literally with, with like, a force sensitive little buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm with him. He's got the giant dragon. Like, yeah. what do you have a hammer? Sorry. Yeah. I'm going with the giant dragon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely has a long way to get there, but we're going to see it. We're, we're 100% going to see it. And it's going to be an epic moment. You That's know, like an all time Star Wars moment right there. I wouldn't be surprised if you never see this thing again until final episode and there's some or second to final episode and just all of a sudden like they're fighting and the thing just comes out of nowhere and just starts going to town. Yeah. Maybe. Like I don't even need to see it all the time. Just one know it's knowing it's there. And if you give it to me one other time, fine. Yeah. Probably I mean, it's going to be interesting it. the way the episode left off. We obviously left off on a very quick cliffhanger of them mm -hmm. coming out of the water and, a zoom in on Bo-Katan's face of like, okay, what the hell just happened? So we're obviously going to be talking about it next episode, whether they see it, it's a larger question, but we'll have to wait until next week. Um, yeah. I mean, we look, we, we covered everything that we possibly could. We talked about it all. We went off on a major tangent. That's all we, we did this. Done. Yeah. It was great. It was great. I and then it. right at the end went, <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. it too. Um, and yeah, Andy says, yeah, it'll be bigger to transport around than the end. No, it would be a bugger. Oh, 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 100%. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. What I, picture, what I picture is... They're weirdos. What I picture is Dan on the Mythosaur with R5 and Grogu and the N1 flying right next to them. That's what yeah, I picture. Him, just that, like, astromech. Yeah, no, that's, exactly, it's just that's exactly yeah. what I picture. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, oh, my God. All right, well, look, that is going to cover Chapter 18, Episode 2 of Season 3. The minds of Mandalore. Uh, bugger, bugger is a phrase in the UK, not in the US, Andy. Um, yeah, all of you English ruled territories say it, not us. Yeah, it's it's not us. We don't bugger. Bugger's not a thing here in the US, mm -hmm. but it's a great word. It's hundred percent a great word. I, I agree. kicked those guys out a couple hundred years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, every Wednesday, six o'clock Pacific, we'll be here talking the Mandalorian. Uh, we love having you guys interact with us, joining us. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. Again, if you don't, if you can't watch on video this and everything else on apocalypse goes straight to audio it's uploaded the next morning so this episode will be released on thursday morning Just although you're missing out on jake's cool new graphics that he put around the top and the intro pretty dope right pretty noticed dope. yeah pretty dope thank you thank you uh as far as the fandalorian club goes uh, also make sure you're checking out thursday mornings uh, our bad batch reviews are dropped uh, only a couple episodes left, guys. Couple episodes left of those of that show for this season. Uh, we're getting down the wire, and it's getting really, really good. So make sure you're tuning in for that. Uh, and Brian, where can everyone find you online? Even though it's the bottom of the screen, let the people know. It's on the bottom of the screen, but be following you on Twitter and Instagram. Ah, oh, there's the poppies. 
Oh, you only put one N in your name. No, I didn't. I know. Go ahead. Goodness. Hello, doggos. We appreciate you guys. I know you guys know my sign off. I want uh, you next time, the next time we sign off, to do something different that doesn't sound like the normal and see if they catch it. <laughs> like, it's up to you to wrap up the, I don't know, some something different phrased that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up the Fan and Loring Club today. He's Qui-Gon Jake. You can find him uh, two ends because someone took it before him. Exactly. Um, TikTok, being Twitter, mauled. Instagram. Follow us everywhere. We appreciate you guys for enjoying the chaos. We hope you guys stay safe out there, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, guys.